Hey, it's George and Jess. Your journey of self-discovery starts here. In kind of a jarring news, recently, the life expectancy continues to decline in the United States as it rebounds in other countries. Happy Monday. What is going on with this, right? <laughs> and it's, it's, it's it happened in the United States and it's basically unprecedented, but two years in a row now, and we're down to about 76 years. The funny thing is, if you go back, this isn't funny actually, but if you go back to 1980, I think we're only about two years ahead of that now. I think you're right. So, and it's weird because in other, you know, civilized countries anyways, the life expectancy is up around 82 and a half years. So how are we six years behind everybody else but we have the we have access to the best medicine, food, and I'm going to put this in air quotes, healthcare <laughs> in the world because not everybody has great healthcare in the United States. Yeah, and right? we spend the most. Yeah. on healthcare. Unbelievable. But we don't have universal access to healthcare, which I think plays into it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of factors and they say it's very easy. There was a cool article in uh, NPR this weekend, but they say like, it's very easy to go like, oh, we're sedentary. That's why. But there's so many factors that play a into ton. it. That makes it even harder to pinpoint kind of where to start and how to reverse it. Cause there's right. so many different things that contribute to this number declining. And I think we have the lowest of all of the like, rich nations yeah oh by far by far which is concerning yeah and also we have an, an issue with infant mortality and that's in the United getting States worse well. too over right. the last few years which is terrifying it is crazy but i think and i've mentioned this to you this past weekend i believe that this is one of the reasons that we are seeing this this movement in the united states where people are giving up booze and tobacco mm -hmm. and things like that and they're eating healthier and they're getting out and getting moving and a lot of them like what we've done at jp fitness are deciding to invest in their physical health which to me just goes hand in hand with your mental and i think that this hopefully is eye-opening that like what we've been doing isn't working so how can we do things differently in all areas right i i always like like People who spend a lot of time in Europe, like I've had a conversation with a young woman who spent a year in Italy, and she said, it's amazing to just look and observe in everyday life and see that they don't have, throughout Europe, on, on average, the obesity problem that we have in the United States. And I think a lot of that obviously goes back to, well, the food that they consume. Mm -hmm. Because she was telling me that even in the fast food chains across Europe, the quality of the food you get is far different than what we get in the United States. And that is due to their government regulations. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I fast food in this country and and processed, boxed, easy, quick on the go stuff, I believe over the past four or five decades has been a leading contributor to our, our, our demise when it comes to health and fitness. It's really bad. 
And I'm not saying that in a judgmental way because I eat it. And, so do, yeah. and so it's, I, it's just so kind of uh, an observation and like a knowing that it is not good. But we, we have scaled back immensely. Absolutely. There's not even um, a question. I mean, and it, and I understand that it's very hard to do. That You know, what's funny to me is we always talk about, here's how bad America's obsession with give me it quick and however you can get it to me on the go type stuff. And, you know, since we have pursued a healthier lifestyle, I've noticed how many people rely on protein shakes. So even if you're going to try to eat healthier, mm-hmm. just give it to me in a powdered shake. I can mix yeah. up real quick versus whole foods. And I get it. I get how you get there because it's, just adding one more thing to do, to think about, to focus on, you know, it's, it's one of those things that it's easy to outsource. Like, Oh, I need 80 grams of protein. Here's 30 check. Right. right. You know, it becomes like another thing to check off your list. We've lost that enjoyment of food. Right. And the portion size is ridiculous. I hear that a lot as well. And I know that for a fact. Yeah. Yeah. That in the United States, you think. <laughs> read read right. the reviews of a restaurant or Facebook comments on a new restaurant. Everybody wants a big pie. Everybody, everybody mentions whether the portion sizes are good <laughs> or bad. And good or bad is subjective on large or small. The fact, right. I mean, the, the, the answer in America is, well, I'll just get it to go. Yeah. Is right? it, I'm going to eat as much as I can and I'll bring home what I can't polish off. And then the the abundance of these Kenny Eat It TV shows that we have. Oh God, right? no! What it's is like the how one much called? can you eat? I can't. I it, like the name is on the table. Well, the old tongue. the old Adam Richmond. That's one. the one I was thinking. And of. he got replaced because of the toll that took on his body. Right, but people love to watch it, which is kind of disgusting. Man versus food. Man versus food. Thank you. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, our food obviously. It's such an obvious factor, but for some reason, it seems to be the hardest one to overcome. It's because of our busy lifestyle. Right. And what they've got us doing. It's that rat race we constantly talk about. It's the easy fix for it. And you can't blame parents when, when a lot of the times both of them are working and they're shuffling. And when they're not working, they're shuffling kids between events and extracurricular activities. Right. And, and where if you haven't planned and prepared food for the week, a drive through or a sandwich shop is the only option. I remember last, you know, in, in the fall, I've, I can recall myself and I've, and I saw other guys doing it arriving at football practice for Noah and you see a lot of dads hadn't got out of their work clothes yet because it was a, I mean, it was a real yeah. quick five o'clock. I'm off. I got to go get my son. I got to get him up to, to football practice. So there was about a 30 or 40 minute window there. And what do you see these kids climbing out with out of their dad's vehicles? A, a package of French fries. Yeah. The McDonald's. And I've done, cause Noah was like, well, we'll just get some chicken McNuggets and a French and French fries through the drive through you go. And it, that's all you have time for. Right. And I follow um, some, local moms on Instagram that are awesome about prepping 
They're that, like, we have practice yeah. Thursday, Friday, game on Wednesday. And so they're like planning their meals and prepping it. And they have food in the crock pot and they have to-go containers so that their family is getting a homemade wholesome meal. That's awesome. That is not accessible to everyone. Right. You know, it's it like, awesome. it's so great. But also you have to recognize that there, you know, for whatever reason, there can be barriers to that. So where, right. where do you find a happy medium? I don't know. I haven't found it yet. Nutrition is my biggest area of growth. Well, I, I, but I think it is for most people because even at the gym, I, I hear guys all the time talking about as you know, everybody's in there working hard. And then we're like, man, I really, the, the, the last thing I need to do is dial in my nutrition. Yeah. And to do that is difficult because of our busy lifestyles. It totally is. And I look at my own schedule and I'm like, okay, well, Monday I have a meeting from 11 to two that doesn't include lunch. So like what, what does that look like? And then it's like Tuesday is, uh, oh, I might be able to get out of the office. I might not. Wednesday, you know, it, like it's hard to plan when you don't, when there are so many unknowns. And I know that's how so many people's days go. I think specifically for people like yourself that are in an, an office environment, because you and I are a good example of over the past year, if I work out in the morning, mm -hmm. right? I can take whatever time I need to have maybe some egg whites and some wheat toast and a piece of fruit to give me energy to go to the gym. And then when I get back, I can have a vegetable, a sweet potato and a chicken breast. <laughs> no, that sounds ideal, right? But not everybody who's running around right. like yourself can do that. Right. And that's a, that puts people with that kind of luxury at a huge advantage. Like I'll have really good intentions. I'm going to come home for lunch. I'm going to make a salad. I'm going to have chicken. I'm going to have salmon, whatever. And then my day gets away from me. Right. And I'm left with no plan, nothing to eat. And I end up ordering Chipotle right. or ordering, you know, whatever is available to well, me. I, I think people look for the healthiest option. And that's what a I try to do. do. Yeah, right. Like I know as far as fast food that you can have delivered, Chipotle is sure, yeah. probably the best quality option that we have locally. You know what one of the worst ones is? And I think this probably contributes. It's sandwiches. They had, it was just a couple of weeks ago. I they, saw that. They had an article about it because they're loaded with uh, processed the meat. The nitrates and the nitrates. Sugar and the bread, all of this stuff in the white bread. I know. And it's just like people think that it's a healthy option. But I can tell you this. Any processed meat that you consume is bad for you. I know. We watched a documentary and I can't remember the name of it, but they were actually making lunch meat. And I was like, Bleh. well, yeah, it's just there's if you want good lunch meat, you literally almost have to ro a ham. roast a turkey breast and get it out on the grill and then get it one of those shavers and do it all yourself because the nitrates and everything else that they put in that stuff. It is just bad. So a lot of Americans don't understand that because these sandwich shops try to, you know, sell themselves as a healthy option and they're not necessarily all healthy. I know. There's the vast so, majority of them are. There's so much misinformation too, yeah. which makes it incredibly overwhelming. Like if you grew up when I did it with Jared from Subway losing right. 90 pounds eating sub sandwiches, like that is ingrained in your mind that Subway is a healthy option. Right. And he was just, it was a calorie deficit. Right. I mean, yeah. it's like inherently we know that, but it's just that messaging, that programming of like, what is health? Right. What is good for you? Right. And it seems like that's a moving target as well. Yeah. The, uh, the more I've dug into over the past year about what to do if, if you're going to start an exercise program and you want to get healthy, 
the credible individuals, including our good friend and dietitian April Graff, would tell you, eat whole foods and yeah. get your nutrition from from there. Yep. Not quick fix pills, vitamins, or energy. get eat the eat yeah. the eat the right foods. Right. So you'll hear that all the time. Work hard, eat real whole foods, get plenty of rest. That's a great start. But we haven't talked even about the mental health aspect. Right. And that's a huge piece of it too. And oh again, God, this yeah. conversation started by talking about the declining life expectancy in the US and how it's the lowest of all of the developed Civilized nations. Civilized world. Which is by far. And um in the article that I read, it was like this is very much a US problem. Yeah. Like well, this is yeah. not a like this is something America needs to take a long look at and mental health plays into that. Big time. Big time. There are still 22 veterans a day in this country that take their own lives. Oh, my God. That's a that's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. And and um, it's finally being talked about, I feel like, on a bigger level. You're talking about mental health. Mental health. But it's like nobody exactly knows like what to do about it. Right. And. I feel I feel like I say I sound like a broken record. I say this all the time. Like our lifestyle is not we're not meant to be this busy and this engaged all the time and no. this connected and this it's too much. It it, it really is. And it's I think too much. I think that Americans have always been taught that the more you work and the harder you work the better you are. Absolutely. And, and, and that is not, that's not true at all. So what you're doing is you're just keeping the machine rolling. That is a million percent how I was raised. Yeah. And I know that is, I'm not alone. Right. Like that right. is very much like harder you work, the better off you are. Somebody's got to be working, working builds character. And I'm not saying any of that is untrue, but it doesn't need to be happening all the time. It's funny that we're talking about this because Friday, and by the way, if you haven't listened to the conversation I had with a couple of uh, young adults under 30, because we're not going to call them Gen Z anymore, because that's I, cringe. We haven't gotten to talk about right. this. Uh, uh, Alexa and Brett, both 21, were in here on Friday, and I had a conversation with them, and uh, it's our last episode. If you get a chance, check it out. It's fantastic. But to climb inside their heads and, yes. and see how they, they think. It was uh, it was interesting, and the reason I bring this up, we, going back to work life balance, mm-hmm. to see how important that is to them, and to listen to it. And I was even with uh, uh, Alexa, who's going to be a nurse, right? And she's, uh, and I asked her about that. I was like, God, I, you know, through the pandemic, and even now, I read about the shortages and the long hours that they work and the exhaustion. And she said, well, here's how you know the schedule works. And she explained it to me, and I can't remember these different levels and stuff. It's all in that episode. But she's looking, I think, right now where she'll, she'll work like three 12-hour shifts mm-hmm. and then have four days off. And she, that, and she is busy as, and as passionate as she is about her career where she wants, she's going to be an RN yeah. here in this summer. And then she wants to be perhaps someday an NP, which is a nurse practitioner mm-hmm. like your aunt, your aunt, right? Yeah. And she's going about it in a way where she's not going to sacrifice work-life balance and maintain her physical and mental wellness. And I thought there, when we were kids, 
when I was that age, that wasn't even a thing for me. No. And I was not taught to think like that. No. It was just like, you just go, 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 go. And it doesn't matter. The harder matter. you work, the better you are. Yeah. Yeah. That Absolutely. And that's in just that constant mental grind when you can be passionate and you can work hard, but also keep in mind that you need your mental and physical well-being because mm-hmm. you want to live a long life. And they don't think about like just slaving away and getting to retirement. It was interesting to listen to them talk about, I want to be, I want to do something I'm passionate about. And then through my life, mm-hmm. I want to continually look for new challenges and new things to do. Yep. That's how they approach it rather than going to work for the same company for 40 or 50 years and looking at 10 or 15 years of retirement, yep. which is an old and horrible thought pattern that we've had in this country for years. It is. And it's like, once you think of it that way, you can't unthink of it that way. And you're like, so how is this set up now? Right. Like, this is weird. Well, it's not that way everywhere. And I think that is one of the big reasons we have this issue in the United States. It is bonkers, especially the mental health aspect of it, which they haven't even talked about until recently. I would say over the past decade. Yes. It hasn't been as taboo as it was in the past where people looked at you like like you were weak or, yeah. you, or, oh, or yeah. you just didn't you were you weren't you weren't brought up or properly. like oh you're crazy or yeah. like oh that's you know back in my day or well, they don't they don't raise them like they used to and you right. know you would hear all those things and that was just a projection of how they were raised and what their beliefs were right but thankfully there is more conversation around it and it is um m- more accepted to talk about but i still feel like nobody's really dialed in on how to make it better like our teens mental health is at an all-time low and just looking at our our younger people like what is their mental health going to be like when they reach teenage years like no one's changing anything or fixing anything but we're talking about it so that's the first step we haven't yeah and we haven't yet brought up the fact that i think the consumption of digital media Mm -hmm contributes to this as well especially the mental health aspect i mean obviously if you're if you're sitting on your couch at home in downtime for a few hours a day and you're running you're surfing instagram reels and tiktok and all that other stuff that's uh contributing to the sedentary lifestyle that Mm -hmm. you live but at the same time it is seriously detrimental to your mental well-being as well yeah because you're inundated and again going back to just friday to hear from two young people that are 21, you know, the, the biggest disconnect that they have is the older generation not understanding the stress that digital media puts on them because they've they've dealt with it their whole life. Yeah. I mean, all through grade school, even into middle school and then high school. And that's so their whole life they've had the stress of digital information that we know past generation had to deal with they're the first ones that have had it their whole life right we can't understand what their childhood and teenage years are like we can't understand it because you can't it's impossible not grow up like that it's it's crazy and that's uh, i mean i brought this up to you this past weekend but uh utah now is going to ban it sounds like digital media without parent consent 
for anybody under 18 and they're going to shut it down between 10 30 p.m and 6 30 a.m uh and it's it's this they're trying to reel in mm-hmm. this again all of the bullying which is insane God, yes. again, I, I talked to the, the two. I call them Don't kids. Don't call them kids. I almost Don't call did them again. Gen Z. Just call them young adults <laughs> under 30. But talking to them last Friday about this, it's it's just a great conversation. If you get a chance, listen to it. But they were they even talked about it because I said, you know, everybody I've talked to with, in schools have told you and I, and we have a, a family member that's mm-hmm. a counselor in school, keep your kids away from a phone as long as you possibly yeah. can. And as much as they're going to complain, it will only make them a better individual and it will it will keep them from a lot of bullying and all kinds of different things. Right. This is a hill that I am dying on because I'm getting a lot of pressure. Noah turns 11 Saturday. Yeah. And I've had multiple people. Yeah. Ask if 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 a phone is a good idea. And this is a hill I'm dying on. Yeah. Well, it's no, there is no, no and no. Yeah. There there is a. uh there isn't one <laughs> in one individual involved in young people's lives that make a living doing it that will tell you that that's a good idea. Right. It's only social pressure. That's it. Yes. It's, it's peer pressure. I'm that's like, all it is. No. And, and by the way, they can communicate with with iPads and everything else. There's yeah. there's forms of communication yeah. out there that they have, but they say specifically the phones. Every school counselor I've talked to, that is the biggest decline as soon as they get, especially once they get into middle school. And they can't get away from no, it. No, like, it's impossible. And I know we've talked about this in the past, but when we were growing up, if there were tensions at school or bullying at school or ish, friend issues or peer issues, when you left school, it stopped. Right. And if you have a phone and you're on social media and you're a kid, it never stops. Right. It's always there. Like this, why are our kids in such poor mental health? Oh my God. Huh? I wonder. Right. And when we never goes away and an example of the bullying again, talking to the young people under 30, that's what I'm going to call them from now on. YPU three. Uh, talking to them on uh, Friday, they, they explained to me that it's not literal. F- it can be sometimes flat out bullying, being mean, but they do it in such subtle ways that it's it's really sinister, mm-hmm. like making it uh, obvious to individuals that are being left out. Yes. That things are happening without them and they do it with intent. Our family member said the exact same thing. Yeah. She is a counselor at a high school and they will intentionally take a photo of who's yeah. together yeah. and then blast it out to everyone who's not. Hence FOMO, the fear uh, of missing out, right? I can't do this. I know, but that's what we're dealing with. And that's why all of the, I think all of this, you know, it's a weird combination of a lot of different things, but this is what is driving the movement we have been talking about for the past year. Right. And it's, it's the wellness, it's the mental health, it's the alternative medicine. Like, well, if we're spending this much on healthcare and our life expectancy is declining and we're at all time unhealthy, let's try something different. Right. Let's try treating it differently and see how that works. Instead of throwing just 
pills. You know, yeah, pills and everything else. I know there's it. a time and a place where pills are necessary. Yeah. I'm not anti-pills. I'm just like pro also let's take care of the whole person. You start from the ground up and that's with physical fitness and proper nutrition. You just work your way up the ladder. And I've seen this this uh, a lot. And they say, when you get to the top, if all everything else, if you're doing everything right and you get to the top, modern medicine does have a place, right? Definitely. And that's medication, that's doctors, that's surgery, all of these different things. They can, That's what they're there for. But let's go back to the actual issue and find out how it starts. Right. And, and there's also the accessibility piece where there are people so many people in this country living in poverty. There are people living in addiction. There are people living in abusive situations where like all of this physical fitness and nutrition feels so far from even, right? you know, like I, I can barely function. Like how can I get to where I'm treating those kinds of things? Yeah, it's e- And that's another piece of this pie. Yeah, it's easy for us in middle America you know, we, 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 our hometown is kind of a bedroom community to Minneapolis and St. Paul. And we have, you know, we're all littered kind of around the outskirts and we live in a wonderful community where we have access to all of it. Yes. The, 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 the health and fitness, proper nutrition. We've got all these great grocery stores. All our our community safe. It is. Our schools are good. Like it's, there's so much privilege wrapped in it. Right. And I recognize that that, that, that. that a lot of people don't really even think about. Yeah. Right. But if you go into a lot of urban areas, even in here in the great United States of America, these, Especially here. these kids, there's a lot of families that don't have access to any of that. Right. They don't have financial access to a lot of the, the, you know, the fitness, all the, they can get out and move around. It's easy. It's easy for you to say that when you don't live in a neighborhood where you're terrified if your kids venture outside by themselves. Absolutely. There's places like that in this country, which is sad. And then the financial means to get proper nutrition or even access to it. Or even the mental capacity to think about that. Yeah, it's You it, know, like when you stack up all the things that some go into somebody's with, life, yeah. it's like that's going to be at the bottom. Right. So we as a country... Have to do better. We, we have to do better. We have to take but, care of our people. But on a positive note, I think that that's what we've talked about. And I like seeing all of the things that we are seeing. You know, I think people are recognizing that. And that's why generations, even like mine, right? We're, we're talking about my generation grew up in the 80s and early 90s. Mm-hmm. Even we are seeing it. And certainly the inspiring conversation I had with the young people on Friday tells me that they get it. And I think that that's, what's going to turn this around. I think so too. And I think that despite what the news channels will have you believe, I think we are at a turning point Yeah, I believe and so. kind of at a dawning of a new era where people are waking up and recognizing like this isn't working. Yeah. It's our systems are broken our people aren't taken care of and we need to do something differently. And it's not going to happen overnight. Oh my God. But I, I do think that we are on the verge of change. Right. And I like the approach. And we talked about this last week to uh, holistic. Yeah. You know, the food, the medicine, all of it like that. Give it, give nature its best shot. Right. Right. And And you'd be surprised what could happen. And then, you know, obviously we are, we live in, 
I still believe the greatest country on the planet. We have access to all of these other things at the top, right? If, if everything else fails, but my God, start with your physical fitness and proper nutrition and work-life balance, ease off on the stress. Anxiety is one of the biggest issues Americans are dealing with, right? We've, we've talked about that a lot, but my God, do what you need to do for your mental health. Which is easier said than done. I know, I know, but it's but learn and just remember to take care of yourself. And even if that starts with a few minutes a day, where you can just sit and relax and they talk about meditation and how that's really gained a lot of steam. And then you might start to, you know, see things a little bit more clearly. And I, a tip that I would share that I've been using, I mean, somewhat successfully, um, we're all a work in progress, is like allowing yourself to recognize when it feels too much. Yes. Like I had a moment last week where I was like, allowed myself to have the feelings of like, this is too much. I'm stressed. This is in like, explore that. Yeah. Well, why am I stressed? What's stressing me out? Oh, it's this. Okay. How, what can I do today about that? I'm not going to fix it overnight. It's not, but what can I do or what can I change? What steps can I start to take to change that? And it's just allowing yourself to recognize how you feel and what's contributing to those feelings. And sometimes it can be as simple as uh, saying no. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people have a problem. I know you're not talking to me. Saying no. <laughs> I know you're right? not looking at me when you say that. No, I'm not, but I'm just saying, I think a lot of people do. And it's just, again, and I don't know if that's a Midwest thing or what, but a lot of people have a, a difficult time saying no, and it's okay to say no when you're overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. You just don't have time to do everything for everybody. Yes. Right? That is something we all need to recognize. And you don't have to be accomplishing something all the time. No. And I, the more I dive into just kind of like trauma and trauma responses, that is a trauma response, that you feel like you have to be accomplishing something all sure. the time because you feel uncomfortable just sitting and being. Right. Which is definitely me. Yeah, that is. Um like so much. So if that is you, if you identify with that as well, allow yourself to just be, even though it's hard. I know. <laughs> it's I know. super hard. But it's really good for you. Yeah. Like, it really is. I gauge success of a day or a weekend by how much I accomplish, which is not good. No, Well, I mean, it, it's, it, not, it, it's, it's not a bad thing to look at the day and see if you were productive or not, but you need to allow yourself time to just to, again to just set and breathe yeah right that's all right i'm trying so you know what I, I i think you know as far as the life expectancy thing which we which is how this conversation started i think that is the reason that our community here that we've started is continuing to grow the funny thing is i did not know when i made the exit from doing music intensive radio to podcasting that we would find this community it would grow in the way that it has and completely run in a different direction i know <laughs> i did i mean because but the funny thing is upon exiting right and i was like enough of this the corporate whatever grind and i'm going to take this on my own i 
we, we now are doing things and talking about things that actually it's part of our lifestyle. So it's, yeah. it's fun to share like that. This, cause I made the commitment to myself. I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to change things. Cause I saw this was going one of two directions yep. and I wanted to be part of this newer, healthy generation of people that are going to change their lives and live longer and have better quality of life moving forward. Right. And I will, I will tell you this, if you're doing it, like I hear this all the time, and I was one of the ones initially who was pound, who was given this thought pattern. And that's like, well, I'm going to do this because I want to be able to play with my kids and I want to live longer and spend more time with them. And I want to uh, just be able to do things and, and make it you in the more you hear yourself talk, it's all about everybody around you. Yeah. Right. That those are usually the people that struggle with this. Do it for you. Mm-hmm do it when you make it up and make up your mind and you just have it in your head that whatever life throws at you, you're not doing this for anybody else. You're doing this because it's your body Mm -hmm. and it's your mind and you want to take care of it. And all of that stuff that felt like living longer to spend more time with your kids and grandkids and all that, that is all just byproduct and it's positive but it's just byproduct of you taking care of you. Mm-hmm. So that's how you got to think of it. You have to make the commitment to yourself. If you don't, you odds are you're not going to stick with it. Totally. Yeah. And it and it think of the ripple effect if everyone really went inside, figured out what they need, took care of that, how much we would all function differently. Yeah. Or the whole, I mean, everybody, you well, know? everybody would be in a much better mood. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> right? it allows I mean, you to yeah. take better care yeah. of everything around you when you're taking yeah. care of yourself. So it's all about you. I'm telling you. It, you got this. You can do this. And it starts with a simple call. I'm telling you, go to our, with the new, uh, what do they call them? Levels? The new levels at JP Fitness. So this is super cool. The, all of the, the membership structure um, altered a little bit. Yeah, I saw it and I told John right away. I'm like, this is exactly what people need. It's super cool. So you can choose um, just a 24-7 fitness membership access, but that even includes a customized program right? that is written for you and you don't go in blind. I, like here, you go in with a plan, which is huge. You know what? I, I have read so much over the past year and even recently, and even the best guy, the, I mean, I'm, you'll hear this consistently from, from people with legitimate credentials. The best thing you can do, if you're serious about this, is get yourself a trainer. Because they're going to bring you in, make you feel comfortable, give you direction, mm-hmm. and help you see progress a lot of people think they know what they're doing because they played high school in my i'll just give you from a guy's perspective i hear this all the time and so do they well you know i remember i was in football in high school and in college and i did this and that that's great that is great because i was in the marine corps right and i hear you guys say that oh i remember how we did it and i'm like that was the worst way to do it (laughs) right i was in the marine corps don't do break your body don't do that stuff right but you can get trained by a professional who will help you build 
your body the, the way you want it, right? And you're going to feel so much better. Get, they'll tell you this all the time. The people that get individual training are the ones that stick with it. Mm-hmm. It is, I mean, it, the, the uh, statistics alongside each other, are, it's just ridiculous. So it's the same sense that I've brought this up. If you go to college, when you get out of high school, a, the college counselors will tell you one of the keys to getting kids to stay there and make sure that they finish it mm-hmm. is getting involved. If they don't get involved in activities with other students and get like that, that sense of community, they leave yep. and they quit. It's the same thing as you approach your, your health and fitness. You have to get involved with somebody and feel that sense of community mm-hmm. and that will make you stay and stack, stick with it. And you will find that at JP. That's why I'm telling you, just set the meeting up and, and have it. Here's what I, and people ask me, well, which one did you do? I did what is now considered the, well, I can't remember the exact name of it, but meet with the trainer twice a week. That's six times or eight times a month, yeah. right? And and start with that. And I believe, I'm, I mean, to be transparent, I think that's a little over $600 a month. Find that. But when people say, oh my God, you know, and I'm like, how much do you, the average car payment in, in the United States is over $600 a month. And you do that for about five years. Mm-hmm. You're investing in your body. Okay, this is the vehicle. You only get one. That's going to carry <laughs> you around planet Earth for all of your existence. And you can start with about that for six months and then taper back and then get to a point, I would say in probably a year or a little more down the line, whatever, to where you just meet once a month with them, right? And then they keep you on track. And then you have that sense of community and that direction. And this whole time you're learning. Yes. You're learning about your body. You're learning about fitness. Yes. Um, and so it's you're going to take this knowledge and this experience with you. Yes, I'm throughout telling you. your life. Make just we have a link on our website. Go to georgeandjess.com and click on their link and get that appointment set up. And it, like with guys my age, I hear all the time, what's the key? Well, I can tell you, and I don't know if you want to embrace this or not, but you're going to hear more of it moving forward. If you can cut back or eliminate alcohol from your diet, you will put yourself at a huge advantage, Mm -hmm. right? Eat right, get in there, work hard, and make sure you get plenty of rest. And that rest is going to come because you're not going to be out sitting with a pile of chicken wings and about eight beers versus I had a couple. No, you had eight. You had eight beers on Friday night. That's what I tell most guys. I mean, if you really pay attention, right? And you know the aches and pains that come with it, you know, when a guy gets to about 50, but again, the big part of that for me has been working, going back to this more natural approach with the CBD centers. Go see those guys locally. We have, a, again, a link on our website, georgeandjess.com, and, or, or go walk into the store and talk to them because they have things that have kept me going. I would have honestly, about six months ago, I felt like I'm going to have to hang it up until Matt got me hooked up with the right products and it has been a game changer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they've got all kinds of things for arthritis, aches and pains, joint relief, all of that. Sleep. Go talk to them, right? And just find something that works for you. Again, it's all natural product. It's it's grown, you know, harvested, processed, packaged right here in Southern Minnesota. It never leaves their site. That's the stuff you need to look for. So, these are ways that you can start that journey of yours in the right direction. 
So it's a good way to start a Monday, right? Yes. Think like that. Monday motivation. All right. (laughs) Have yourself a fantastic week. We'll be back again tomorrow morning.